Welcome back to episode 71 of Your Best Year Starts Here. episode we were talking about kind of getting out your own way being vulnerable with yourself about what your weaknesses are and what holds you back and what has you playing a small game um Nigel you asked me some more stuff about me and I I kind of half ducked it at the end of the episode but I'm quite happy to dig back into some of that but also in the process of all of it I mentioned at the very very end about having an acronym that might help with with this for people. Um, and this ties in with a part of the book that I'm getting very close to having finished. Um, Done Beats Perfect, that's D-O-N-E, not D-U-M-B, just for, because sometimes when I say it, you know, it gets picked up wrong. Um, and there's a part in there, in that book, that's basically talking about the concept of fake it till you make it and why I don't like that concept but why I do like the concept of operate as if. Now, let me just point out what the difference is, first of all. Fake it to make it means that you are doing something that feels unauthentic. And if you feel inauthentic, you will never show up at your best because you'll never believe in yourself. But operate as if is about deciding who you need to become and then showing up as that person, which is different from pretending to be that person already. It's like, how do I become that person? But first of all, I've got to figure out who that person is. And that is the acronym, W-H-O. And now Nigel's gone into like, you know, trying to work out what that could possibly stand for. And Nigel doesn't know the answer, even though it's only three letters. So let me break it down for you. The first thing, if it's it, when you figure out who... Let me go back. You've got to figure out what it is you want to create in life and then go, okay, but who do I need to become in order to create that? Because the person you are is creating the results that you've got today. And you might not have to change very much or you might have to change radically. I don't know because I don't know what the result you've got is versus the result you want. If you're driving, you may need to stop so listen to all of this because I've, I've I've left the room so I'm trying to think too hard here. <laughs> so please be careful if you're listening to this and you're focusing too much now on the who. Yeah, but- I'm, I'm going to come back to that in just a moment, right? But the big point here is, you know, figure out what it is you're trying to create or achieve or whatever. Then who do you need to be in order to get that result? And like I say, that might be some small shifts in terms of who you are now to who you need to be, or it might be a radical transformation. I don't know. You will know deep down in your gut. I don't know for you. What I do know is when you figure out who you need to become, then we can break down the acronym of WHO that gives the different steps that are involved in becoming that person. And the first one, the W, is you need to be willing. As in you need to be willing to change. You need to be willing to let go of who you've been in the past in order to become the person that you want to be instead. And as we've always said, most people would much rather be right than happy. Exactly. So they're not willing to let go of that. And they're not willing to go through the uncomfortable process of learning new things, trying new things, failing at new things. You know, don't call it failure, call it research. I always find that helps me. But, you know, you will, if you're trying to implement new things in your life or create change in your life, you will, without a doubt, come up against some challenges that will get uncomfortable. And that's normal and it's part of the process. But you've got to be willing to work through them. The second thing you need is honesty. 
And I'm not even talking about honesty with other people. I'm talking about complete honesty with yourself. You know, where am I right now versus where I want to be? Not worse than it is, not better than it is. You know, don't give me the fantasy. Don't give me the catastrophe. Give me the reality that lives in the middle of those two things. Where are you right now in a really objective, you know, precise way? And if you've got some way of measuring that with metrics, even better, right? Where are you versus where you want to be? but complete and utter honesty. And you need to keep that rigorous self-honesty as you go through the journey as well. And then the final bit, the O, is you need to be open-minded. Because I so guarantee... Is, the, is this what you do when you coach people? This is part of what I do when I'm coaching people, without okay. a doubt, yeah. Because is, this is a clever acronym when you're coaching people. Yeah. It's, it's one of several clever acronyms that I use when I'm coaching people. But this is, you know, this is one that actually, when I first learned this acronym... It was taught to me as how, honest, open-minded, and willing. And I realized that for a lot of the people I work with, it was in the wrong order. Because until they were willing, it didn't matter how honest they were. It didn't matter how open-minded so they were. So I've only were. just got that, that how and who are the same three letters. They are indeed, yeah. And, and, and I was a bit slow there as a monkey. I well, was trying to work that out. And, thinking. and, and here's, here's, here's something else to think about on that one. And I've shared this, I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast before, but I've shared this from stage many, many times, right? If you're trying to figure out how you need to do something new, maybe you need to figure out who can do it for you instead. It's the same three letters, are just in different order. You mean like me doing a podcast and getting you involved? Exactly. That kind of thing, right? You know, we don't have to learn how to do every single thing ourselves. We just need to know what the result is and then find the most effective way to get to that result, which very much ties in with that O and that open-mindedness. Because one, one of the issues, and we can go back to your traveling to the Cayman Islands here as an example of this, if you want. You know, one of the issues, when people are going on any kind of journey, Not only do they know what the outcome is, they know what the destination is. Very often they're wedded to how they're supposed to get there. So I'm supposed to get in a car that's supposed to take me to the airport. I'm supposed to be there by this time. It should take about this amount of time to get through security. I've got this amount of time to make phone calls or catch up an email or read a book or something sitting in the lounge waiting for the plane. Then I've got this amount of time on the plane. Then when I land, you know, it should take me this long to get through immigration. I've got this car waiting for me. I'm going to this place. I'm going to do my 45 minutes on stage or my two-hour business meeting or my three-week vacation, whatever the thing is I'm there for. And I've got the whole thing mapped out on the way back. But we all know that like travel in the real world doesn't normally go to plan. Guess what? Every journey is the same. So when you're going on a journey of transformation in your life, there will be delays. There will be diversions. There will be stuff that comes up that sends you in a different direction. That's okay. Which is why I use the arrow process because the arrow becomes all those things that are stopping you getting in your way. And if you focus on the outcome, as you just mentioned, and you lean towards the risk, you can break through 99% of barriers. Exactly. But also, if you stay open-minded, very often a vehicle you weren't expecting shows up that's better than the one you were looking for. You know, if you go, I'm going to get from A to B, and this is how I'm going to get there. Well, maybe you're not. But maybe there's an alternative way to get there that's a different route or it's a different vehicle or whatever that's going to get you there quicker or get you somewhere better. But if you're closed in terms of this is what the process is going to look like, you're going to keep getting in your own way. And so for me, you know, all three of those things are really pivotal. You've got to be willing to play your part. You've got to be willing to change. You've got to be honest about where you are now. And as you progress through that journey, you know, when you're trying to do things to create change, are they working? Now, that doesn't mean, you know, one day into something, you go, it hasn't worked yet and give up. 
you've got to give things time. And you know, it's a bit like we've talked a few, t- a few times on here about things like weight loss. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, eating healthily for one day isn't going to make the difference. Is it not? No. But, no, doing, it for, but, but doing it for, say, four to six weeks, yeah. you should start to see some kind of progress, right? Um, so, you know, part of that willingness is also a willingness to keep going with that change. But like I say, it's honestly evaluating where you are at appropriate milestones and then being open-minded that if stuff's not working, well, maybe I need to do something else instead. And if it is working, great. I just keep going and I'll keep being willing and I'll keep being honest and I'll keep being open-minded and I will create the kind of outcomes that I want in my life. Now, without you knowing this, I think this podcast has gone on longer than it normally does. Uh, No, it's about eight and a half minutes at the moment because I can see the clock. Oh, okay. Because I got some feedback that we should try and do slightly longer podcasts because some people's journeys are longer than 12 to 13 minutes. So I was getting excited for some of the people who actually rung me and said that to me, that we were going a lot longer. I've had a few of those messages too. In fact, there was one guy that said to me, could we make our episodes about 45 minutes? I was like, no, just listen to three of them. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just end on something that goes with that, that we started with who gets in your own way, what gets in your own way. Then we had... Your, your book title, which should be out very soon, we hope, you know, Done Beats Perfect. Yep. But there's another part to that which says excellence is the way forward, not perfection. Yep. So you need to be aware that if – so I, I was thinking while you were sharing, and I left the room for a millisecond, I have to be honest, that one of the things that's getting in my way is that I expect it to be really perfect. And I know that I can't be perfect. I've never done a perfect presentation People listening to this podcast will know I've never done a perfect podcast, even though Neil was perfect in the way he sets everything up. But if I could allow it to be an excellent program in communication, there's a good chance it will occur. But there are times where the monkey inside of me goes a little bit lion and I want things done exactly right, that I've got to remind myself that perfection is not possible and good is great. And phenomenal is phenomenal. And every other adjective and word I could come up with. So I'm going to, over the year, get this program done. It will be phenomenal. It won't be perfect. I'll need other people's support. I'm not doing a timeline at the moment because I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm thinking about different ideas. But it will happen. Awesome. Awesome. And I, yeah, I think one of the things with that is <clears throat> going back to who and how, you know, there will be things on that journey where right now you don't know how to do them. But I guarantee you there's somebody who knows how to do them already. Okay, I can tell you now, there's loads of areas. That's my point. I have no That's idea my point. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying this is the best example, but if we look at McDonald's, you know, the, the McDonald brothers knew how to make a great burger. Ray Kroc knew how to make them a multinational company. Um, now, you could argue that they don't necessarily make such a great burger since they became a multinational company, but the two brothers that started with one thing were not the two people that built the thing that we all know. You know, I'm not going to get into the politics and stuff around whether McDonald's is a good thing, a bad thing, whatever. All I will say is people still go there and people still buy their burgers on a very regular basis. And they're feeding a lot of people around the world. Again, there's a whole debate about how good the food is that they're giving them. I don't want to go there either. But the two guys that started that first restaurant did not have that vision, did not have that foresight, did not even want to do that thing. If you, and if you look get a into chance the history, to watch the film with Ray Kroc. The founder, yeah, it's brilliant. But his whole thing was about making more than one milkshake at a time. Yep. 
and he had the apparatus, and that's what he was trying to sell. Yeah, and that's how he got into it. And that's it. where it went yeah. from. And that's where it went from. And if he'd stayed closed on, I want to make you know, I want to sell more milkshake machines. We wouldn't have McDonald's as we know it now. Again, you might say, "Oh, why didn't he stick to making you know, selling milkshake machines?" And other people go, "Oh, fan, you know, he did a fantastic job." I, I don't care what your opinion is around what he did. I just think it's important to remember that he was down one path, and he couldn't believe. You know, if you watch that movie, I don't know how accurate it is to the truth. But if you watch that movie, he couldn't believe one restaurant wanted that many milkshake machines. That's why he went there. That's how he discovered the business that the two McDonald brothers had built. And that's how he ended up getting involved with it and building the franchise model and everything else around it. Had he not been open to driving halfway across the country, willing to play his part in that, you know, had he not been honest about the fact that he was failing in selling milkshake machines, but these guys actually wanted to buy more than he could normally sell and maybe had something else he could be more successful with. If he hadn't done those three things... Had he not played small? Exactly. Had he just played small and stayed where he was, we wouldn't have this thing that we all know, whether you love it or hate it. You know, So if you've got something that you could be doing... You have a duty to do it. I play smaller than I should. You've already said you play smaller than you should. Um, I do know why I do it. I do know that I do less of it than I used to because I'm aware of why I do it. Um, you know, and that's and that's the reality. And I think the more honest we are with ourselves, the more open we are to actually creating bigger things. So to everyone who's listening to this, perhaps you can let us know when have you played small? When have you played big? What are the results? And if we can support you, because Neil has some availability for coaching, he doesn't want to share that because he's got a fear of lack of rejection and he's scared <laughs> you're going to say no to him. So I'll promote Neil. He's got some availability to support you with his WHO acronym, which I can't remember what it stood for, or HOW, which I also can't remember, but apparently it's phenomenal. Neil's available for some coaching if you're interested. And watch this space for my new animal program. See you next week. Your best year, it starts right here.